There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us as we continue on in the series we're doing called Living is Christ. Um, what, I'm, what I'm talking about in this series is, um, you know, the life that Jesus has made available to us and understanding what it looks like and realizing there's a spiritual battle. We have a very real enemy who, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to keep us from experiencing this life. But it's the life that Jesus came to give us, full and abundant, now and forever life. And so uh, we're talking about it, and we're, we've been using um, some scripture that, from Paul. Um, Philippians 1, 20 through 27 was where we started. I'm going to jump into another passage that I want to talk about in Ephesians um, in, the, in the coming weeks for this series. Uh, and um, these are all things that we need to be aware of, so we're, you know, we're experiencing the life that's available to us, and we're, we're not settling for something less. Last week... I talked about living in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ and what that meant. This week, I'm going to talk about the old self and the new self and how Paul tells us to deal with those things. And, and then we're going to kind of let that continue on in the weeks ahead. So that's where we're heading. That's the intro. Transition is always a bad joke or two. Tell me what you think of these. My neighbor um, is in the Guinness uh, Book of World Records. He's had 44 concussions. He lives very close to me. Uh, just a stone's throw away, in fact. The weather's funny. Red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Blue sky at night, day. I had one more just in case they didn't. That happened. What is the favorite exercise of uh, couch potatoes? Diddly squats. Diddly squats. You like diddly squat. That's, you just never know. Diddly squat. Oh, that's, a, that's the one we'll keep. I'll keep them all because I like the bad ones. Scripture reading here on purpose. Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live, as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. We're supposed to be living in Christ. They are darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of Him and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which being corrupted by its deceitful dyes, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor for all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands and may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Doesn't that sound easy? <laughs> Here's all you got to do. And um, 
in the weeks ahead, I want to talk about the, the all we got to do part, but it's fascinating how that really works and what it means and how, what takes place in the process. So I don't want to jump too hard ahead. Let me get there with this. So what I want to talk about today, we'll start with this point number one in your notes, out with the old and in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Verses 22 through 24, we will concentrate today. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. I want to look at those uh, three verses today. And, um, you know, I, I touched on this a few weeks ago. One of the things that... Um, needs to happen for us to really experience this life in Christ is that um, as we continue on in this journey He must increase and, and uh, we must decrease. Uh, there, there needs to be more of Him and less of us in our lives and, and this is the transition that happens um, through our lives over time as we yield to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. and and. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I touched on this and I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately is that I think our, our goal would be that, that um, he, you know, as He increases in us people actually can see the light of Jesus through us that um, we're actually to get to the spot where we start to impact sort of their senses almost that they sense something different, they see something different they, they, they hear something different they... Um, uh, we'll even see at the end when we when we hop into part of Ephesians five, and he talks about you know being a fragrant offering. It even that we and I tell this to the young people all the time that we smell like Jesus. And uh, I have a young people's meeting where we're training young leaders. And what my first question to them basically after hey how you guys doing is okay who smelled like Jesus this week? And uh, what I'm asking them is what how did you know how are you living it out? To think about something that you know you could say. Hey, I, I, that was really, that was one of those moments when I was, I was hitting it right. You know what I mean? And I was, I was doing those things that I should be doing. And I'll ask him that with that question. How do you smell like, did you smell like Jesus and what that looked like? And so it, 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 it seems to me that, that as we continue on in this life in Him, what happens is that people become more aware of these things in us. Um, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit really sort of developing, you know, us, you know, in the fruit of the Spirit and all those things that are happening in our walk with Him. And, and yet we need to know that it's, it's Him doing that work in us. And I want to explain some of that today. Um, so, so you have Paul talking in, in these verses. It's, they're sort of parallel verses. 22 and 24 are parallel. The old self and the new self. And 23 sort of holds them together. And I, and I kind of want to look at that together. So, so first it talks about putting off the old self. And so the old self, that would be the old bundle of, of attitudes and emotions and practices that we used to be um, before we came to know Christ. That's, that's who we were before we were called out of darkness um, uh, and into the light of the kingdom by Jesus and we began to live in Christ. So we have that old sort of attitudes, emotions, practices that made us up before that moment when we connected with Jesus. Now the new self is this new bundle of attitudes and emotions and practices that Jesus has called us to become as we live in Him. So we have to take off the old person, in effect, the old self, and put on the new person, the, the new self. Now, you, you might wonder, because Paul sort of, 
you know, why doesn't Paul just kind of say, listen, here's the deal. When you come to know Christ, when you believe in Jesus, get rid of all the old bad habits and the old bad attitudes and build up some new attitudes and some new good habits in your life. Why is he writing this sort of picture about old self, renewed in your mind, nude self, new self? And here's what's happening is that, see, Christianity, uh, being a follower of Christ, isn't, isn't a moral self-improvement course. You, you don't just sign up and then work hard to change yourself. See, that's legalism, not grace. And, and so in, in Christ, change comes in a totally different way by grace through faith so that He gets all the glory, not us. And it's very important for us to know this or else we'll just become very sort of regimented rule followers and we'll sort of look at all these things that we're going to talk about and all these new attitudes and new emotions and new practices and we'll say, okay, so that's what I've got to do and we'll, you know, we'll talk about all these things as we come speaking truthfully, being kind and compassionate, all this. We're going to look at those things and we'll say, okay, well, that's the, that's the mark. That's what he wants me to be. So I'll just start doing those things but we'll go after those things if we're not careful in our own strength. When we start to do those things thinking it's about us, sort of getting on top of our behaviors, if we, if we have any success at all, we take credit for it instead of him getting the credit. And, and we become very legalistic in that we start holding everybody else to this standard that, that we sort of set for ourselves. And it, it misses the entire point of what's taking place. See, the, the change happens as we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives. So it's fascinating when, when you read this. See, there's, there's nothing else like this is that, that as you learn to live this life in Christ, we, we sort of realize we need to lay down the, the old way that we used to live. And now, this, this new way that we're supposed to live, it's not something that we sort of behavior change to get to, that we sort of make happen in our own strength. What it says is that, that God has actually created this whole new self for us in, in holiness and righteousness. He's created it all. He's like made this new suit of clothing that we're going to put on. And, and, uh, and we, we don't make it. We just put it on by yielding to the Holy Spirit. And it's all grace that makes it possible. And, and you have to sort of get a hold of that because if, if you don't, if you think you're making this and so now that I'm in Christ, well, this is who I am um, because I'm, I'm doing all these things. I'm following these rules. You, you won't love people well because you, you won't understand grace and mercy. But, but rather, when we start talking about those verses that, that are coming up about speaking truthfully and, you know, uh, you know, no longer stealing and the entitlement stuff that comes with that and, and, not, you know, and how to appropriately deal with anger, what, what we need to see is that, that as those attitudes are developed in us, it's not that we've done it, it's that we've allowed the Spirit to work in us enough that those things become more... more real in our lives so that the temptation, um, the, 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 it, you know, it would be more natural for us to speak truthfully to others. And, and it's where we're going to want to go because that's what we know we're supposed to do because change has happened. When, when something makes us angry, we're, we realize we want to deal with it appropriately instead of the way that we always used to. And as we start to do that, it's because God is having a work in us and we can step back and go, wow, that's really something. That's, that's not me. That's the Spirit of God in me who's changing me. Um, when we start to become kind and compassionate, you know, perhaps when we, we don't feel like it, we can step back and we go, that is not how I would have been that's, that's a new thing that's happening in me and it's, it's happening in me because I'm yielding to Him and He's doing it in me. 
And, it, and I want to make sure before we talk about any of those things that you sort of have that down, that, that in Christ, this change, this new clothing, if you would, it, it comes in this totally different way, by grace, through faith. And, and it comes that way so He gets all the glory and not us. This change happens as we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives. So what needs to happen is the, this, this new attitude in our minds. See those two parallel verses, put off the old self, put on the new self, has this connecting verse that's all about being made new in the attitude of your minds, that this work is going to start in, in this area. So uh, point number two is about being made new or renewed. Uh, Paul says in another place in Romans 12 too, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So one of the big things that the Holy Spirit begins to do in us, um, you know, as we, as we come to know Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes, and one of His first big works in us is He starts working on our minds. Um, because our minds, they need to be made new or renewed. And, and this is not about living by a bunch of rules about what Christians are supposed to do and not do. It's, it's, again, starting to understand that we're to yield to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and that, that this transformation will begin to take place when we get that. If we just immediately jump to, what are the rules? I'm going to do the rules. Um, we, we miss out on the, the change of life that's supposed to happen. And, and if, you're, if you're just doing the rules, people won't see the light of Jesus in you. They won't sense His presence. You, you won't put off a fragrance that, that pleases the Lord. Um, it's, it's completely different. It becomes very harsh, critical, and, and mean. And that's what people see, and they don't want any part of that. See, that, that's why it's so important that, that this, this change as it takes place in us, and it should be taking place in us as we see it. We know it's Him at work. And, and it's because we've yielded to Him, not because we've just, you know, started following the rules. And so... Um, sometimes, you know, people resist this whole thing. You need to know that, that, that following Jesus and this whole renewal of our minds, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have fun anymore. In fact, we're going to start experiencing life the way it was supposed to be, which is more fun than any of the stuff we've ever done before. Uh, and it makes everything that He gives us um, that much more special because we, we start looking at it in a new and different way. And so you, you begin to choose... Um, this, re this renewal helps you to choose to do the next right thing because it, it goes to work on. You have to be made new. It said in the attitude of our minds. That's point number three, the attitude of our minds. Now, um, so a good question, I think, would be what's wrong with my mind that, that it needs to be renewed? And, and it's very clear there that it says your mind has an attitude. I like that. Your mind has an attitude. Uh, the verse, you know, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, um, another translation says, uh, the, the New American Standard, you'll be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the, the spirit of your mind or attitude of the mind is a, it's a mindset that you have in place that's been formed in you from the time you were very young. And you, you operate through a mindset and it's sort of how you process life uh, as you go on. And so your brain... It's, it's not like just a computer that processes information. It, it has a viewpoint. It has an attitude that it's taken in over time. And, and so our minds are fallen and broken, just like everything else in the world. So they have to be renewed. The filters that we process things have to be constantly evaluated and adjusted according to the Word of God. They have to be um, s submitted and yielded to the Holy Spirit. Because 
oftentimes what happens is we'll, we'll have a viewpoint on something that we haven't challenged in our own lives and it's really not right at all. And, and it's just so that we're so used to it that we've never really checked it out. And we, we have to start, you know, examining those things and looking at those things over time. And um, everything needs to be considered. Am I thinking about this the way that God would have me think about this? Or am I just stuck in an in a old bad attitude that I haven't allowed the Spirit of God to work on yet? And, and, uh, and so these, these things need to happen. And where we see them taking place, and this is really cool, is that um, as the Spirit of God is able to adjust this mindset that you have and, and work on these filters that you have, what happens is, is it comes out in a softening of your heart. So that's point number four. See, um, one of the ways we know that these, these filters aren't quite right is that our, our hearts become hardened. And, and, you know, when I started this whole verse, one of the things that Paul said was, you've got to quit living the old way because what's happened is your hearts have gotten all hardened and, and, and that's the way that Gentiles used to live. Then he's, he's basically speaking about pre-Christians. That's how people lived before they knew Christ um, was this very hard-hearted sort of way of looking at things, very selfish, very small, um, and there was no life to be had in it. And so um, what we do as we begin in this process is that, that we come to know Christ and so we're putting off the old self and we're being um, renewed and changed in, in the attitude of our minds and then this new self that's been created for us in, in God's holiness and righteousness. He made it. We didn't. The Spirit of God is helping us to put on this whole new way of life. Um, and, and it begins to happen. And one of the things that happens is our hearts begin to soften in areas where they were once hardened. In Ephesians 4, 17 and 18, he says, I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. See, it's the mind attitude. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God, this life in Christ, because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. So this, this whole broken mindset um, that has you know, been totally sort of manipulated by the fallen world around us um, has caused us to become very hardened in parts of our life, and it's made our thinking futile. And so the, the Holy Spirit wants to change that entire attitude because it causes us to look differently in life. And as He does that, one of the ways we know it's going is our hearts start to soften for the people in the world around us. Our, we just begin to change that... that um, as we yield to the Spirit, you know, our, our hearts are made softer. We become less sort of hard-lined, less, less hard-edged. Um, we, we sort of begin to look at things a little differently and, and, and rather than just being so sort of set because our, our old filters were broken and we tended to process everything through there, we, we, we begin to ask ourselves, you know, well, God, how would you want me to be in this situation? What, what would it look like to, to you in this case, if, if this was what was going on, you know, what would be a, a better response? Um, what would be an appropriate response? Is this response appropriate? Maybe it is. Uh, but but there's, a, there's a process where we begin to sort of ask Him to help us in this area of our lives so that, that we can sort of really reevaluate and look at things. Maybe, that, maybe the way I'm looking at that is just the old stuff, and I haven't begun the process of being renewed there yet because I haven't asked Him to, to move into those areas uh, of our lives. And so um, one of the things that we look for, or, or that I would look for in areas that, that I mean, he's working on, is that my compassion level begins to rise in general. I'm, it, it just becomes a little bit less about me and a little bit more about him. 
And, and you know, I started with that. He must increase. We must dis- decrease. And it, it's all sort of ongoing in here on this journey. And I'm shocked. Every now and again, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but, uh, you know, I'm 30 years in this journey, and every once in a while I'll realize I'm using an unredeemed filter in a situation that I, I haven't had tweaked yet by the Lord. And I'll go, that's not how God would handle this, even remotely as far as I could tell. And I have to kind of step back and go, okay, you know, what should this look like? And, and what's in me that wasn't good? And, and, you know, even some of the stuff I got after I came into the kingdom wasn't good because it, it came from broken spots. And, and, and so I, I sort of have to be asking myself all the time, well, you know, what is it that you want, Lord, here and, and in this situation? And what would be a, what would be a response? What would be the, the proper movement? What would be what you would want? How, how could I move into this with your eyes and your heart and your compassion level and the way that you see things? Remember when he came, he saw everything differently than the established religious community. He was like, no, that's not right. He, he, he basically said, you've heard it said, and I say unto you, about everything they were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. Here's what you need to do. <laughs> and he kind of went through everything. Yeah, yeah, that's how they do it, but that's not right. This is what it looks like. And, and so we have to be people who, who get that. But, but part of this whole process is that you, you realize it's, it's not about you making these changes in your life by your own strength because then you could take credit for it. It's about yielding to Him who's in you and allowing Him to do it. And when you see it happen, then you give Him glory because you think that's not who I used to be. But now that's, that's becoming who I am. And it's way more like Him than it, than it ever used to be. And that should be the process. So... As, we, as we're going to press on in this series, you know, the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about speaking truthfully, and we'll talk about being kind, and we'll, we'll talk about how to deal with anger. We'll talk about using our words to build up instead of tear down. But it, it's not like these are things that we're, we're going to do in our own strength, but as we yield to the Spirit, this will become what we look like. And then we can step back and go, wow, that's, that's Him in me. That's not me. That's Him doing that in me. And it's important that we have that. Or we'll start trying to put these things um, in our own strength on and it won't go the way it's supposed to. It, it'll be more of him, more of us, less of him instead of more of him, less of us. So that's what we're heading into. But be thinking about those things, putting off the old self, putting on the new self um, by renewing the attitude of our minds and that it's, it's his work as we cooperate and that these changes and immediately, you know, just start looking for that, that sort of softening of those hard areas in your heart. As, as he begins to change the attitude of your mind. That's good for today. If you're watching my video, we appreciate you doing that. Or on the webcast, um, come and visit us as soon as you can. If you need prayer, go to the website. There's a prayer page. Put in your information, and we will pray for you.